tonight is dreams. And people might think, oh, here we go, you know, sort of fairy dust and uh, clouds and all that. The, the exact opposite. You know, not the hairy, you know, sort of pie in the sky, sort of dreamily, you know, floating around sort of stuff, but the exact opposite of that. And that's how to turn dreams into reality. And um, I was at a uh, seminar a while ago, a guy called Andy Thomas. People know Andy Thomas? He's a very bright. Um, people know Andy Thomas, the astronaut, Australian astronaut. Um, he was from Adelaide, Adelaide boy. And in the Adelaide uh, University, it was, a, it was a seminar, and he was uh, one of the people that were talking about the next flight into, they're talk, talking about the dream going to Mars. That's the next dream, is going to Mars. And they had all these very, very bright people on the stage, and he was at the end there. And they're all coming up with reasons why it's, it's impossible, or it's, it's really going to be really, really hard, and, you know, it's a bad dream, if you like. It's not going to happen, sort of thing. And I was just watching him in the end, and, and he was sort of, he wasn't rolling his eyes, but you could see he wish he was back up there, you know. He was just, he wasn't interested in, in the, in the naysayers and in the negativity. And, and, uh, someone sort of put their hand up in the audience and they said, what, what do you think? Andy, Andy Thomas, what do you think about all this? And he said, you just gotta go. You just gotta live it. You just gotta chase your dream and, and, and follow your dream. And he said, as an astronaut, I had no, when I decided, I mean, who dreams of going to space? Millions dream about flying and an astronaut and one day he did it. He said, I changed my whole life, my whole career, everything. I found out what they, how, what I had to be to become an astronaut and I became that person sort of thing. It wasn't just some dream, you know, oh yeah, I'd like to do it. He changed his whole career, his whole mindset, his whole, his whole life. He went to America. He, he became uh, an American citizen and all this sort of thing. Just to, and, and he, there's a quote on the uh, Adelaide University wall. This is Andy Thomas. I carried a dream. I was able to turn that dream into a realistic ambition which ultimately took me into space. The part I, I like about that, I love about it, is just two words, or three words. <laughs> Didn't do well at school. I carried, I carried a dream. I carried it. It wasn't just in my head. I took it around with me. I carried it. It was in my pocket. It was in my mind. It was in my heart. I carried my dream and I turned that dream into reality, into a realistic ambition. That was his quote. How many people have dreamed of heaven? Beings. Millions, beings down through the thousands and thousands of years. Just forget about space. We'll go above that. Better than space. One better. You know, beyond space. How many people have dreamed about Valhalla? What are the other ones? Elysium, Nirvana, Heaven, all these different cultures, thousands of years, dreamed, never achieved. Just a dream. Died with their dream. Never achieved it. I mean, how can you? And how could we sort of thing? You know, Jesus Christ comes along and he gives us a reality. We can turn that dream. We're here tonight. We haven't done it yet. And maybe you're watching it on TV tonight. We haven't done it yet. Even spiritual Christians, it's still a dream. But we've turned it into a possibility. And we, and the decisions that Andy made in his life changed his life, changed his career, his mindset, his diet, all these different things for the one purpose to achieve that dream. And 
Jesus Christ, and actually we're just going to turn to the scriptures, John 6, God's dream, if you like, John 6, just a couple of scriptures tonight, just a relatively short talk, a couple of scriptures, John 6, I was reading this and I was driving along today, not while I was reading it, but I was, I was reading it and then I was driving along after having a think about it, in verse 40 of John 6, this is Jesus Christ speaking, in these, verse, in these verses from 38, to 30 to, to verse 40 is talking about God's will and in verse 40 this is Jesus Christ speaking and this is the will of him that sent me so his father sent Christ that everyone which seeth the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up at the last day that was God's dream that was his vision that was you know but it wasn't achieved the old testament it wasn't achieved not a lot of talk about heaven everlasting life in the old testament and I was just thinking today, just driving along, was there a point in time, God is outside time, so, so I might be, you know, way above my pay grade, but was there a moment in time where God said, there is no other way to achieve this dream but the crucifixion of my only son? What a moment, if you like. What a decision that God made. He tried the Old Testament, and it didn't happen, it didn't work. He wanted us to have everlasting life. Jesus Christ said that. He wanted us to have everlasting life. That was the dream. That was God's dream. But he had to do something, even God had to do something to achieve that or change things. Things had to be changed to achieve that. And, and like I said, there must have been, or was there, I may be asking the question, was there a moment in time God said, there is no other way, I can't get around this, there is only one way I can achieve this, this dream, or to make this happen. And what a, what a horrible juncture, what a horrible, my son has to be crucified. That was the only way I can achieve it. That was the only way this is going to happen, that people could be resurrected, that people could live eternal life, was, was the death of my only son. What a decision. And then he had to relay it. Jesus Christ said, I was sent from my father. God sent him. God asked him, will you do this for me? Will you go down and be crucified? What sort of conversation is that? What sort of moment in time is that? That without that, without that I'll do this, without being, without God asking and without Christ saying I will do this, where would we be now folks? Take away the crucifixion, take away the resurrection, take away the Holy Ghost, what would we have with all the individuals just living our lives? Pastor Steve said, you know, there's, there's tragedy in the world. You see people at work and school and, you know, the, what we have now, what we've been given, eternal life. We've been given that dream, we've been given the reality. May we make decisions in our life and every decision that we make, folks, Every single decision now, 40 years ago up there, yes, um, but now every decision may it be one step closer to the reality of our dream of walking the streets of heaven in the new Jerusalem. May every step we make, may every decision we make bring us one step closer. And all the people said, and it's going to be situations, and I'm sure there's a lot of veterans here, we've all been through situations, decisions. 
And maybe some of us have made the wrong decision. Oh, oh you know, two steps back, backward, one step forward, two steps back. Maybe when, especially when we first come along for a while, and we're one step forward, two steps back. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The decisions, decisions. Let's just turn to um, um, Joel chapter. Yeah, Joel two. Joel two. We know the scripture. Many people know the scripture. Joel two. We're still in the middle. We haven't made it. We haven't arrived. The dream is still before us. And may the dream be strong. May it drive us forward. May we never lose it. We can't pass that vision and that dream. We're just going to turn to visions and dreams. As it turns out, just in Joel 2 and in verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We know these scriptures well in Acts 2. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall, shall see visions. That can't be given by anyone but God. The church, we can encourage it and we can surround it and it's like a garden, we can till it and all that. But a vision is an individual thing. A dream is, is between you and God. God gives you that. And I'm sure every parent here uh, agrees with me, you wish you could give it to your son or your daughter or your child sort of thing, but you can't. You can encourage their own dream. You can encourage their own vision. And and when you bring someone along, you wish you could give them what you see and what you know, but you can't. You can encourage them. But when someone takes a vision, when it, when they catch the vision and away they go, you can see it. You can see it in their eyes. They've got it now. They see it. you know. And it's not given. It's not explained. It can't be articulated. You can't explain God. You can't explain God. Someone asked me recently, um, I heard a coffee with a guy and he hadn't received it and he said, what's it like to receive the Holy Ghost then? Because he did, obviously. I said, I'm not going to, I can't. I can't sit here over coffee and go, well, it's sort of, you can't. Well, I can't. Maybe someone could try. How do you articulate the receiving of the Holy Ghost? It's incredible, it's amazing. But that's not describing the actual event. You know, you try, when you're giving your testimony, maybe you try, you can't. It's just amazing. It's incredible and it's a renewal and it's it's all these words that we can throw around, but it's just like all these things that must be given from God, the Holy Ghost. When he received the Holy Ghost, he said, there you are. He said, yeah, I see it now. That's the words he used. I see it now. The dream, the vision. The young man and your old man says, dreams and visions, folks. You can mix those around. People go, oh, the Greek meaning and all that. I'm not even going, you know, I don't want to go there. It's it's the, the broad scope, the broad waking up in the morning and every situation that we're going through. I know a brother who um, who was fine on a, on a Saturday morning Got in, and, and by, the, by that night he was in ICU in hospital and the doctor said, I don't know if you're going to make the night. We'll give you all these drugs, had an infection. And um, the doctor said, look, we give, it, might, it might be too late. We're giving you these, all this medication, but it might be too late. So that was about 11 o'clock at night. So he, had, he said, well, we can tell by the morning sort of thing, you know. If you wake up, that's good news sort of thing, you know. Um, so the brother just thought about the kingdom of God all night. He just thought, thought about the throne of God all night. He said, I can sit here and worry <laughs> or I could just think about the throne. And so for about three or four hours he just thought of, in Revelations, the throne of God. 
and the and the green bow behind him and the and the and the angels and the and the elders and the beings, the host of heaven, and God himself. Again, John when he's talking about God, when he's trying to write down in Revelations what he's seeing, you can see he's struggling. How do you articulate the vision of God? You see how do you oh well he's like this, he's he's not like anything. He's not like this or like that. God is God. You know, and, and, and the vision is to see him and to, and that's the dream is to be able to be, walk in his presence. And when we're going through situations, the brother survived actually. I'd go to saw that part. He woke up the next morning, but he, he was just very grateful for that. It wasn't a, a, a vision from the Bible that, you know, sort of the, the, the ceiling opened up sort of thing in the throne, but it was just in his own mind. He said, no, I'm just going to be able to think about God tonight while I'm going through this um, situation. Folks, we we'll all go through situations. May we continually refer back to the vision that we have. It's your vision that you have. And I dare say, without being too dramatic, your vision, your dream will get you into the kingdom. You can turn that dream into reality. Never let your vision go, no matter what comes against you. And be brutal in if anything gets in front of your vision or anybody gets in front of your vision, whether it's a temptation or a friend or whatever situation or in yourself, be brutal with it. Go out of my, out of my sight. I'm looking, my vision and my dream is the most important thing I have. And it is, folks. You take that away. Christ before the cross. What did he see? What was his vision? When he was taking the communion with the bread, with the, with the disciples, I'll, I'll drink this with you in the kingdom. That was his vision. I will see you in the kingdom. That's what, well, how, that's how he got through the crucifixion. That was his vision. I'd go to my father, but I will see you in the kingdom. That's what got him through, folks. We'll all go through situations. May our dream, our vision remain strong in our mind and in our hearts. And whatever comes against us, think, I've got this. And hold on to that. That is our reality. That is our reality, folks. Just a scripture now. Just in um, uh, Deuteronomy. Well, actually, Joel, just while we're in Joel, Joel 3 and verse 14. Joel 3, just while we're here in verse 14. Great scripture. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decisions. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decisions. The day of the Lord is near. And we're in the middle of all our decisions. Every one of us here today has got, and people who are watching, we're all in the middle of all these decisions that we're making. And, and like I said earlier, mate, every decision, it's a step. It's either a step away or a step towards the kingdom of God. A step towards making our, our dream a reality. Make our decisions, decisions, multitudes upon multitudes. That's us. That's people all over the world. And we're going through situations, all of us individually, separate, certain, you know, people, certain situations. The young go through different situations than the older. You know, the rich go through different temptations than the poorer. Uh, boys go through different temptations than girls. There's all different temptations, different situations, different decisions. But may we be clear in our, not just some vague, wispy dream, but, but a definite, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be there, and nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me uh, arriving. Nothing's going to stop me achieving my dream. Just a couple more scriptures. Ephesians chapter 1. 
Ephesians chapter 1, a couple more scriptures, folks. And again, this is referring back, we might just even finish on this one, this is referring back to God's dream, just Ephesians 1 and verse <clears throat> verse 9. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, or the mystery of this is his will, this is his dream, this is his vision, this is what he wanted, this is why he came to the conclusion, I'm going to send my son to make this happen. It was a decision that he made. It wasn't a, a, a joyous decision. It wasn't, a, you know, and, and Christ, I can't picture Christ going, yeah, this is great. It had to be done. It had to be done. And, and my point is tonight, folks, it's a situation, and sometimes it's not joyous, but we think, no, I've got to do this, or I've got to say this, or I've got to be a part of this, or, or I've got to be this. I've got to be this, and, or I can't do that. It's just, to achieve my dream, I have to be a Christian and I have to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. And that's not a, a grievous thing at all. That sets us free. But sometimes a decision must be made. Sometimes it's not just coasting along and coming along. That's easy. The decisions must be made in our lives. And some of them will set us free. It's not something that's grievous to us. But these decisions, everything that we, every situation that we go through, and, and life is just situation after situation, good or bad situations. And may we just, how am I going to achieve getting closer to my goal in every situation? Just to finish, God's dream, being made unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself or decided in himself, this is God, God decided in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time or the end of time, at the end of all things, he may gather together God's dream. He may gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. That's what he's always wanted. Before time, outside of time, that was his vision, to bring the host, the glory of the kingdom, the, saint, uh, the, the heavenly beings, the angels, the archangels, the, the beings around the throne of God, the heavenly host, we can't explain that. The Godhead, we can't explain, we can't describe. And the saints, he was going to bring them together. That's the dream. That's the, the culmination of all the decisions that God has made and, and what all the culmination of all the decisions Christ had made and that we make. The end result, folks, is the coming together of all the hosts of heaven and the saints. And, and may we just hold that and value that and want to be a part of that. Want to be a part of that. Is that valuable to you? Is that something that you really want to be there on that day? Is it something that you picture? Is it something that you think about? Is it something that we can turn our phones off and we can turn our, 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 our TVs off? And we can turn our minds off. And we can think about these things. We can read scriptures. And we can just ponder these things. We can just dwell on our own vision about the kingdom of God. And dwell on Jesus Christ. Think about what he did as a man. Let alone as the, as the amazing, you know, son of God. Just as a man to do what he did in those three years. To stand up and to go, no, no. You know, you step, you know, Pilate, you know, you've got a child, I'll give you a child. No, no. You know, and, and 
He had opportunity to get out of the crucifixion. No. You know, this is, I'm going to do this. And for those three years, the courage of the man and, and, and his honesty and his dedication, you know, just those things. Do we think about those things? Do we picture Christ before Pilate? Do we picture Christ going, you know, healing people and, and, and getting stuck in the Pharisees and, and loving the lepers and, and going, you know, do we picture that? Is that in our minds? Is that in our, do we play that in our heads? Do we think about these things? Is that part of our vision? Do we think about this day when the saints and the heavenly host are coming together? Maybe in in this incredible, glorious banquet. I don't know. Do you think about, do we think about the Father, Son and the Holy Ghost, the Godhead? It is not described in the Bible. The reason why it's not described in the Bible is that you could not describe the Godhead. How do you, what, what, it's not like, well, it's sort of like this. It's not like anything. But we will, on that day, folks, we can walk up to the Godhead. We can speak to God. We can speak to Christ. We can speak to the Holy Ghost. We will be welcome in the presence of the Godhead. You know, may that be our dream. We're welcome in the, in the presence of the angels, the archangels. We're welcome the saints, the, the, the giants that have gone before us in the Gospels, the Apostles and, and Mary and, and, and Timothy and, and people for the last 2,000 years where we'll be accounted worthy to be in their presence. May we achieve that. May that be our dream and may we achieve it. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.